to Predator Minute, the podcast where we talk about Predator one minute at a time and then talk about it for longer than a minute. Hopefully. We'll never, we don't know. Who knows? Maybe we'll only talk about one minute this time. Uh, I'm Cliff from uh, PredatorMinute.com. I'm Aaron, also from PredatorMinute.com. And as promised, we have guests. I know it sounded like I was lying when I said we had too many guests, but just the way it goes, man. It's yeah. like a line out the door. Yeah. We're joined by our first return guest, Shane, who uh, has no net presence but is still here to join us. Shane? It's good to be back, guys. I uh, missed you guys a lot. Um, been busy with the uh, fan mail, but uh, mm-hmm. working through that. And if I haven't gotten back to you, I will ASAP. Great. Thank you. And then because we are starting to get into the sort of military action part of the movie, uh, spoiler alert, they're about to start shooting a lot of people. Uh, we are joined all the way from Manchester, England. Is that correct? Uh, by two gentlemen who have come in to talk to us about this. Uh, both ex-British military. I won't pretend to remember, you know, the regiment and all that, so I'll let them introduce themselves. Lee? Yeah, my name's Lee. I was in two Paris, 17 years, eight operational tours, and here's my friend Mark. He's from London. It's not good enough to be from Manchester. <laughs> well, very few people oh. are. <laughs> so the 21st minute uh, begins with the classic speech that began in the last minute, the you're ghosting us motherfucker oh yeah uh we've now been finding out what happens when you ghost a motherfucker that you will be bled and you'll be left there you'll be bled real quiet real very quiet bled out (laughs) we assume (laughs) (laughs) and uh it seems that uh he gets this dylan gets this although he does he kind of looks around i don't know who he's looking around for like maybe he thought someone's gonna back him up on this uh well, I, I don't know. I, I think he was about to st- he was about to talk back, and then he you know he needed to save face, but I guess not. No one saw it, so he, at least you know Mac was really discreet, very professional about it. You know, whispered it to him. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I don't think Mac realizes he's talking to Apollo Creed though. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> to get a sweet right hook. Yeah. <laughs> right hook. <laughs> I feel like he's yeah. kind of waiting for like uh, like maybe in past circumstances Dutch would have been like you know the one to step in and be like no bro don't talk to my guy <laughs> do not talk to and my guy and then he looked around and was like oh there's no Dutch oh gosh <laughs> I don't know what he's saying but it does seem to be you know pretty good character consistency because the same thing happened when he got his shoes spit on in the <laughs> yeah. helicopter he basically looked like he was going to do something then didn't all the subordinates seem to be making some sort of dig on to uh, Dylan. Uh, they just don't like Dylan. He's a, he's a pencil-pushing CIA guy. Who yeah. likes that? I mean, so I mean, his arms are huge, though. His arms are huge. You know? And very cut. Yeah. <laughs> and Shane is there. <laughs> yes. Shane is the expert on that. So yes. <laughs> it goes on from there. We now start to see, and just like many minutes, at least in this part of Predator, it is very dialogue uh, you know, empty of dialogue. That was, in fact, the only thing that's said in this minute. It's just, yeah, this is one of the, uh, I guess this is a middle of the road for conversations in this movie. Uh, there are a few longer ones, but not many, and most are just, you know, a few words. So, yeah, this is, this is a dialogue-heavy minute, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> so from here, uh, Dutch puts his hand up. He makes a sort of sweeping motion with his right hand. Mm-hmm. He puts his hand, right hand up first as if to say, everyone stop. I have no idea if these are proper military hand signals. And then he sort of waves his hand, right hand to, I guess, go forward, and then left hand 
to go forward? I don't know. What would? That's why we brought the military guys in. Yeah. Is this something you would actually see? Are these legit commands? I think when you're that close to somebody, you'd probably actually just tell them, "Hey, spread left, spread right." You know, face the enemy. Make sure you've got all around protection. Somebody watching your backside. Um, those hand signals from the eighties. Who knows? It all changes every single operational tool that I've done. Everything's always different. Your basics are the same. And I was going to show you, but I realized I'm not on camera. <laughs> so that's fucking pointless. We'll put it in the uh, show notes. <laughs> well, I can describe if you want to, like, visual, like we can visualize it. I can describe what you do. Kind of looked to me. Kind of looked to me what he did. Okay, he's circling he his finger. In the air. In the air. Sorry. Upwards towards the sky. <laughs> For me, that says round up, ready to go from, like, an old cowboy kind of film. So, <laughs> you know. And then he puts his hand out uh, with the gun in it. Uh, the gun is a... It's an M16 with an M203 launcher underneath. There we go. And then uh, Poncho takes this and immediately hands him binoculars. Yeah, yeah. How, how did he know to give him binoculars? Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe they've just worked together long enough. They kind of know their subtle cues. I don't know. I think <laughs> it was a well-rehearsed part of the film. It <laughs> took several cuts. <laughs> don't, don't break up. Breaking the fourth wall here. We, who knows? I thought it was real. I assume this is a documentary up until this moment. Uh, it was believable. He, he receives the binoculars, Dutch does. He drops down to the ground. He sort of forward crawls about, I don't know, 20 yards? No. No, no. no ten, ten at most. Five meters, I'd say. Yeah. 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 There we go. Goddamn fucking Brits. To a log. To a log. <laughs> to a log. And then he uses binoculars to see... Some gentlemen chopping wood. See, and that's actually where the minute ends. I usually do, here's where the minute begins and ends. Yeah. Realize I've broken that, but it's a longer segment. It ends with a gentleman chopping wood. Well, okay, so my thing with Dutch, looking over this log with binoculars, if someone was down there, it looked like, I don't know, how far away were those guys? Maybe maybe about 20 yards or so? 20, 20 or 30 yards is not yeah. very far. Yeah, so they can <laughs> easily see this guy with bright reddish-orange hair pop up. He's got big ass binoculars, big ass head. It's it's Schwarzenegger, <laughs> yeah. And, and That's a have, big thing. Shouldn't he have, at least have a hat to sort of break up his head's profile or something? Well, you're worried they're going to recognize he wasn't wearing enough camouflage cream on his face, but you know that's just me. Particularly, <laughs> he had, he had t far too much uh, white patches on his face. I think that brings up a good point, though. Is that common to do the facial camouflage? Like, would that be something that they would do in a jungle environment? This is us Brits anyway, I don't know. I mean, I should imagine American soldiers do it. But we'd, we'd roll our sleeves back slightly, you know, you'd make sure your forearms, the back of your hands, the in-betweens of your fingers are all covered in, in the cam cream. They were brown. Is it brown that you used to have, Webby? Yeah, brown, yeah. Brown and green. And then I think we got the green and the black off American troops, actually, when we used to swap T-shirts and stuff like that whenever we worked with them. But you'd literally cover it in the inside of your ears, your neck, your chest, anything that could get snagged on a leaf or a twig, you know, or even indeed your webbing straps or your bergen straps. A bergen is a rucksack, it's just what British military slang, we call it bergen. So I rub it, I loved it, I, I rub it everywhere, the back of my neck. Oh, Obviously I it. wouldn't put it in my eyes because it stings. Oh. Lee's known for rubbing it everywhere. <laughs> why he's not in the military anymore. Not just on myself. He's a habitual either. rubber. <laughs> so actually you mentioned getting caught on you know, twigs and leaves. There's an odd scene here that I have no idea if it's a blooper or why it's there, but if you look very closely, and it's one of those things you'd only notice in this minute-by-minute minute format, there's a twig coming out of Schwarzenegger's sort of right side belt loop as he's doing this low crawl. 
that at first I thought was, you know, like a cord from a boom mic, but it, uh, we all seem to agree it's just a twig that he's just dragging along. <laughs> I mean, and when I say twig, it's like a vine, honestly. It's added camo, I think. No, you know, he's, he's, he's pulling a tree down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if you're not going to do the face camo, you're going to do the back pocket twig. Everybody yeah. knows that. I mean, that's right. <laughs> what do they yeah, call One or the other, at least. <laughs> it's like a ghillie suit, is that what they call it when they have, like... Yeah, a ghillie suit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's just one twig of a ghillie yeah, suit. Yeah. Well, that's all he needs. He's Schwarzenegger. He's Dutch. I mean, he yeah. just needs one twig for his ghillie But a man that size should have a whole f- rainforest tree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy's as wide as Shane. <laughs> and more manly, obviously. Way better book looking. Better. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's where it ends. Uh, this is basically a scene establishing that they have uh, got to the camp. That mm-hmm. they were meant to get to well what they're doing they're going into a recce process they've been dropped off by the helicopter mm-hmm. patrolled all the way through the jungle that's right it just looked cool to me you know like running around wait that, i mean 1987 would have been nine years old or something like that <laughs> yeah so probably shouldn't have watched it you know being a, <laughs> so we also being, being approved from britain you know we don't we don't do that stuff but yeah it seemed cool them waving around then when i've done it for real uh you know with two power I've actually done jungle training down in Belize. And, um, Which is, I think they actually filmed this right almost in that exact area, Costa Rica and northern Brazil, if I yeah, remember correctly. Oh, I thought, oh shoot, I thought some of it was in Mexico. But you, I mean, we're, we're still talking about yeah, it in 2000. Yeah, okay. Quite um, possibly. Central South America. Anyway, yeah. so you've yeah, been yeah, in this area. You've actually yeah, seen I've, I've, yeah, I did six weeks in the jungle, or the trees, as I like to call it. It's just a British slang term for it, British military slang term for it. Um, so yeah, the, what they did isn't too far away from the truth, you know. They they stealthily, well, stealthy with the cameras, obviously, but they patrolled there. Um, then they go into their sort of Overwatch phase to make sure that there's, you know, no more enemy than what you know what they can anticipate. And what is it like eight or ten of them? Not even uh, so, within the crew with Dutch and them. Yeah. Uh, I think the, oh god now you're gonna actually make it's probably count. About I believe it's less than it's ten yeah six to eight it's people eight. maybe oh, let's, I want to so, do the count now we'll have it for the next minute even that gives a, a reason to call back even a special forces team they wouldn't go taking that size of camp out it'd be more of a probably nowadays probably just jay down the place and fucking level it <laughs> <laughs> well they're supposed to be rescuing a cabinet minister yeah whatever that is we all know how that turned out <laughs> or not maybe if you've not watched it <laughs> Well, they, if, you if you haven't watched it, then you're watch, listening by minute. I, I think you, you should be saluted. <clears throat> Write us in if you're doing that, and we'll send you. We'll make a Predator Minute shirt, and we'll send it to you. I feel like uh, we're kind so, of missing one of the most important parts oh, of the scene, though. Please. Well, the guy's chopping yeah. something. Is like, what you, is he chopping bamboo? Like, what would what, what, what he, what he be chopping? That's a great point. And since we don't know what he's chopping, and it is Monday, we have now given you the listener a reason uh-huh. to continue watching to find out what he is chopping it could be the cabinet minister dun, ah, dun, dun. Ah, yeah. maybe, maybe it's a truck tire we don't know i mean it could be literally anything <laughs> maybe he was one of the very <laughs> first crossfitters and doing that hammer on the tire <laughs> <laughs> oh my. that was but, amazing but they, <laughs> yes. they would have beaten schwarzenegger <laughs> like a huge, always a huge tractor tire is what it could be <laughs> we don't know so, right, well, well, whether it's a CrossFitter, whether it is a cabinet minister, <laughs> you will find out tomorrow on the Predator Minute. Until then. <laughs>